two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello, good evening, good morning, salutations. Salutations. All of those things. Hmm. So, Ben, hmm. it's it's been a week. It's been a week in all senses of the word. In all senses of those Time words. Time passing so- and the... <laughs> The more uh, hyperbolic, uh, figuratively, it has been a week. Yes. The week has (laughs) been. It has been and it's done and it's made its mark. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to play some regular classic click pitch just just to, to, you know, ease back into, you know, some laughs. So do you want to tell our lovely listeners- what classic click pitch is all about? Sure, this is a, a game that we've been running doing for almost eight years, as we just realised. That's it. Yeah, we we uh, we've been doing this for a while. But if you're just joining us for the first time, click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three to one, click. We're going to click refresh. We're going to get a word each. We're going to slam them into each other, like. Uh, and make a, a like a bus nuclear, hitting the pedestrian, yeah, like like <laughs> uranium in a nuclear weapon, and we're going to create a chain reaction of ideas, and mm-hmm. then going to explode into a mushroom cloud of a game design, uh, and then when the smoke clears and we're done with that one, we might do it a few more times. In fact, let, let's let's do a a example version. Oh, okay, so um, fort. Okay, yeah, and night? Is this, yeah, yeah, so, or oh, fortnight, mm. so something to do with, like, two weeks? Yeah, yeah, it takes place over the course of two weeks. Um, yep. Spider-Man's there. Yeah. Also John um, Wick for Star Wars are all there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's the only version of Fort that we're going to go with. Stuff the building one, it's just two weeks. Yeah. Oh, no, no. No, no, it's not a, it's not a shooter or anything like that. It's a... Hard-boiled adventure. It's a, it's a medieval mystery. sort of game because you got knights, you know, and knights in shining armor, but they also mm. Star Wars characters and all those sort of things. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's the game. Cool. That's the game. <laughs> Here's the real one. <laughs> Let's do it. Three to one click. Three to one click. Protecting. Grizzly. Ooh. Game where you got to protect a bear. Protect a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I mean, we've we've previously had a game that was reverse Fortnite. Mm, where you were that was running from a bear. In running a from a bear in a pool. Yes. Um Okay, so what is what could what's hunting a grizzly? What's the grizzly bear what afraid hunting, of? What is hunting a grizzly bear? Um Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> 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 the only true predator of the grizzly bear. Yeah. The whole, you know, the oh, revenant. Yeah, no, I like, get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only predator I could think of. <laughs> other than the act the other than the predator. Uh from oh, the yeah. movie series Predator. In fact, what if you are Predator. The predator, and you've got you've you've got all that sort of stuff, and you're protecting the grizzly. Okay, it's your you're, best friend. You're oh, maybe you're a rogue predator, yeah, who has just wants actually wants to live a life of conservation and protection. Mm-hmm. 
but, he's nursing this grizzly back to health. And Leonardo DiCaprio is just really, really. I think Leonardo adamant DiCaprio in- is an Easter egg. I think you're actually you're hunt, you're protecting it from like the other predators, who and itself, and itself, it's self harming. It's self harming. Right. It's had some trauma. I mean, you did. Yeah. I think you injured it, and that's when you decided yeah. to change your ways. Yeah. Nurse it back to health. Protect it from the other predators because for whatever reason, grizzly bears are on the, you know, on the list of the next thing on the list they need to hunt. Yeah. Um, and yes, there is an Easter egg where you can run across Leonardo DiCaprio in like yeah. a river. He's covered in mud, so he's really hard to see because, <laughs> yeah. you know, the thermal vision doesn't doesn't quite work with mud. Yeah, exactly. In um, fact, I think we have a lot of, we have all sorts of cameos. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Arnie's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who was the other guy in Predator? Danny Glover from, Danny Glover. from um, Predator 2. Um, the guy- Carl oh, Weathers. Carl Weathers was in Carl there. Carl Weathers, he just, he, just, yeah. he just passed away. So, yeah, we'll celebrate oh, this, him. This is celebrated. It, it's dedicated to Carl Weathers. Yes. Um, yes. And his classic character from Happy Gilmore. Um, mm. <laughs> I mostly think of him in Arrested Development. Oh, yes. Very, very good. Um, <laughs> Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Raise a glass for Carl Weathers. Yes. So, anyway, um, how do we protect the bear? I'm almost getting, so interestingly, I'm almost getting a top-down strategy, like tactics-ish mm-hmm. vibe to this. So almost yep. like an isometric view of this forest and you can kind of, you, whether it's turn-based or not, I don't know, but you can like jump between trees, you can set traps, um, you can obviously, you know, aim and attack at things that are coming. Uh, yep. You've got all sorts of predator tech. Um, oh, I know why we're, why we're actually doing this. Because mm. it turns out, you know, the grizzlies big- um, big thing about being a scary predator mm-hmm. is actually all of us. It's actually this invisible predator who, who attacks on behalf of oh, the so grizzly. The whole to reputation of grizzly bears attacking is is he's actually predator. So <laughs> this one grizzly bear Bas- then though has has like convinced the world that grizzly bears are dangerous. But it- yeah, okay. basically, grizzly bears normally are just like fuzzy bear. Yeah, like. They crack and jokes wacka, the whole wacka, time. Wacka. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Moving right along. Um, <laughs> Muppet movie. Yeah, come on, I it's been a long while. Um, <laughs> been a while. <laughs> Moving right along. Footloose and fancy free. Okay. Um, I just I I love this idea of you know it's. Every single grizzly out there in the world mm. actually has a predator pal. Right. Okay. So that's what you're getting. Okay. Yeah. So it's not just this one pre- this one grizzly slash predator pal combo has convinced the world that grizzlies are dangerous. No. It's it's so we're at the point where every they're, grizzly they're, grizzly they're a twisted pair. pair, basically. Yeah, okay. They're like a symbiotic relationship. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, cool. So you, okay. So in this, in this situation, then in this scenario, you are just the assigned, uh, predator to this bear. Yeah. That has been yep. injured. And so you, it needs protecting. 
needs protecting. I mean, it always needs protecting anyway, because I mean, right, it always right. goes Could- for the honey, always goes for salmon, yeah. always goes for you know the chuckle hut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wants to tell jokes. And so basically, we need to protect slash fuzzy slash any cuddly teddy bear. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so is it the, is it the other predators in there for or- picnics and? Is it actually just other animals of the forest and stuff that you're protecting from? Like other animals getting of the forest by hunters, the bunnies and stuff, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, I'm I'm thinking, you know, even, you know, queen bees, like they may not they may not like <laughs> I guess the fact that he gives us still in the honey. So it's like okay. you you're continually having to All right, so now I, okay, from so now I'm picturing a it's a cross, so it's still that isometric view. You've, oh, your yeah, bear's yeah. just kind of wandering through this forest, stumbling yes. into stuff, attra- attracted to honey, attracted to like the river, goes down to the river, and Trust you're just constantly protecting, yeah. like without it even knowing, you're just like fending off attacks and and dangers yep. with your predator powers. <laughs> predator, <laughs> your <tech>. predator powers. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I like that a lot. Um, and then, of course, you know the big boss of the of the entire thing is a park ranger, you mm. know, going after those picnic basket baskets that you stole in the last mission. So, um, from right. Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah, you st- that's right, why you he's actually pic- really annoying. Yeah, that's yeah. why he's so angry and trying to fight you. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of like one of those uh, sort of, um. You think the park ranger is the last boss, but then Leonardo DiCaprio jumps like, out of a jumps out, you know, out of a bush, out of the river or whatever. You realize he'd been hiding. Leonardo the decapitates game. the the park ranger. Leonardo and, decapitate <laughs> yo, <Yes>. decapitatrio. <laughs> right, decap- because it turns out that it's actually just Leonardo the turtle in disguise. Like, right, and until he takes off his shell, and it's Leonardo da Vinci. And yes. it's all just a machine. And got a flying that he's machine. Made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it turns out there's only ever been one Leonardo. Oh yeah, all um, Leonardo's of Da Vinci. <laughs> he's the first and only. <laughs> Three to one. Um, okay, yeah. I do. I do like that that game. Uh, that that idea of the bear being. Oh yeah, you know, helpless and so cuddly. Oh, definitely. But it, and you can definitely you can pet the bear. You can cuddle the bear. Oh yeah. It doesn't know comfort you're there, the bear. Yeah. but it it just feels no, if, if, a sense of comfort and safety. Yeah. yeah. Turns out the bear's just blind and you're, you're sort of like, <laughs> I don't know, um, you know. It's like <laughs> Mr. Magoo <laughs> Bear. <laughs> okay. Yes, I clicked ages ago. <laughs> Bootlegging. Drain. Oh, Oh, okay. So, I, I, I like that idea. Drain? It's basically, oh, well, I think, um, you saying bootlegging. I'm, I'm thinking moonshine. I'm thinking, oh, okay. You've got a raid, like about to happen, and you've got to try and get all this moonshine, like poured down the drain, so you don't get caught with it. Hmm. 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 Well, or are you using the drains as well for like transportation and stuff? Well, that could that could also be yeah. part of it. Like, like you're building. I feel like we've done something like this before. Yeah, we have done something like this before. Yeah. But I, I, I like the idea of you know you having to move things out nice and quick, so you you like 
you're talking to the police with the door kind of kind of closed closed up a little bit mm. and it's like yeah well, what do you need officer and well i kind of almost like this like- as an as an automation game in a way or with automation aspects where you're mm-hmm. building the pipes and things and all of and all of those hidden aspects where it's like oh you have to build in the walls that flip around and the kegs that disappear under the bar or whatever <laughs> um <laughs> And how do you fundle this? The illegal casino in in yeah, there in the you back go. Room and- it's it's a, it's a little bit like Evil Genius. I don't know if you've if you've seen those games. No, um, but I, I, but with a bit more in depth sort of automation stuff. I think of setting yep. up your pipes and your your electrical and your systems and things. I like the idea that it that it costs money to to actually set up any of these automation things, and. In a cookie clicker kind of way, you have to like, mm. okay, now now you're, you know, you've got a casino and how are you going to actually get people in okay. here? You, you do some marketing, yeah. some underground marketing. So you get people into the casino, giving you money in that respect, well, selling some of your product hmm. and that, that allows you to do more automation and more automation until like, you're running the entire town. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Entire underground. I like that anal- analogy because- those games, those whether they're idle games or idle not, clickers, whatever, um, yeah. or have aspects of that, uh, they take they work really well on that scale, right? Where if initially, yeah, you're just literally manually doing the work. So in this case, it might be there's a you know mini game or whatever for serving drinks. For you know, you have to go around and turn around all of the things when the cops come to make sure you don't get busted, or you you're working the door and you have to look through, you know. All of that sort of stuff, but then as you get more money, you can hire people and you can automate, uh, so that, that operation that and how operation. you gain the money in and yeah, which means you can then then your focus kind of goes up a level, and it's like okay, now I can just I can you know automate a different place or whatever. Like you're not doing the yep. on the on the ground level. It's kind of like spore in the way that it like it moves up that level. Mm. But I think, unlike Spore, you can actually still go back down and micromanage if you wanted yeah. to, like if that yes. was something that you were interested in. But you, you've also got that opportunity. And maybe there are benefits the to that. Level. Like, I think if you're, you know, you've hired a person to work the door, or you've automated it in some way with some, you know, maybe we can have some some tech in there. I don't, I don't know if this necessarily set during the Prohibition twenties, or if it's just a world where there is some level of prohibition. I think um, it is the Prohibition 20s, but it's the 2120s. It's the 20, right. Yeah. Um, or it's an, it's an alternate, like, COVID lockdown situation. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, although then, then, then it would seem like we're encouraging, uh, breaking the lockdowns. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of a future thing because then you can do a bit more with the automation. You've got more tools at your disposal. And you can set up like, oh, you can, you set, can up set up an automatic robotic, robotic security door people. thing or whatever. <laughs> but if you choose to work the door for a while, there's the opportunity that you'll get like special events and stuff um, that yeah. might- Storylets like, come story into play. Storylet kind of things, yeah, where it'll be, oh, okay, you're going to get this special person come in and that's going to potentially, you know, give you some benefits or some negative things or like- You'll be able to pick out that that ID doesn't look quite right- I reckon it's an undercover cop, so you can turn them away. And mm-hmm. yeah, maybe if maybe if you bought the cheap security robot that you, you know, instead of instead of going for human labor there, like 
it just saw an ID and it was fine. Whereas a human would have been able to tell, no, that that's written in crayon. That's definitely a cop. <laughs> that's a pretty shitty. That was a cheap robot. Uh, yeah, no, I like that though. I think essentially, like once you move away from micromanaging and you've automated in some way, it it abstracts it away a bit. Where it's like, okay, you're gonna because of you know the the quality of robot you've bought or who you've put on the door or whatever. You're gonna get a cop through one every one one out of every twenty times or something or whatever you know like mm-hmm. one out of every twenty times a cop comes through they're gonna miss it and you're gonna ha- you're gonna lose some money or you're gonna have to shut down for a bit or whatever it is you're gonna you're gonna have to yeah like pay up like bribe put, put them up, yeah. pay up put, uh, put up that bribe money yeah exactly um, um and so yeah it it kind of as as all your different places are then running. That that level is abstracted away, and you can sort of see it from a a, a higher view. But but it's also like right here you've got the casino, over there you got the speakeasy, over here you've got like the bootlegging operation that is making all the moonshine. Yeah, and- yeah. yeah, It's a bit like um, uh, what was that uh, city city of Croton? Cr- I can't remember. There's a game recently which was more of a uh, tactics. Yep. game where you, you could it, it but it had those levels because you end up taking over all these different places but to take them over that was about like shootouts and things yep. so i think this is almost similar to that but instead of combat it's it's sort of the automation, automation and and <laughs> and, strat- and design side of things um um i like the idea of being able to to get like these big beefy security robots that you can mm. actually send out to shake down businesses and stuff yeah yeah and um and depending on how much money you actually spent on them depends on how how good how effective they actually, they're going to be, mm. how effective they they're going to be at, at scaring people into paying the the well. And I, and I kind of like that balance of do you go the more down the robot route or do you hire real people and that each has its pros and cons. Yeah. Um, you know, if if there are shootouts or or, or whatever, robots are going to be. Like more protected, much, much but also nicer. they don't have the same instincts <laughs> and the same like you know in, aim that uh, that a human might have because you know they're particularly if you they don't have a conscience. Well, yeah, and particularly <laughs> if you're going for the cheap, like if you can't afford the top of the line, um, yeah, yeah, but then humans you know have to sleep and things. So. <laughs> yeah, um, so you know. Can can you spend money on, you know, modding your humans and actually putting some Ooh, biotech c- in there? Cyberpunky sort of like, stuff. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, like like all good cyberpunk, you know, any any technology implants come with you know uh, drawbacks. Drawbacks, <laughs> and the more you have, the further away from humanity you sort of get. Uh, yeah. Oh, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Real like cyberpunkish. Bootlegging automation. Yeah, I don't know strategy. why, but tonight's game so far, uh, really kind of cool, and I wish I could play either one. Mm. Um, so let's see if we can keep that ball rolling. Yeah, let's see if the next one has the same kind of je ne sais quoi that these ones had. Mm. Mm. Quicksand, unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I think if you're if you become unemployed in the in this game, you get like if you can't get a job in a small amount of time, you get sent to the quicksand pit. 
<laughs> okay. I was going, I, I immediately went to an Indiana Jones-esque thing from Quicksand. Yep. Unemployment, I'm not sure how that comes in, unless it's that you get laid off and so you decide to start a new Become life. Become a world-renowned. Yeah, yep. as an archaeologist slash Nazi hunter slash- yeah. After all, you did happen to do archaeology as your minor in college. Mm, mm, you took a few classes. Like, took a few classes. Yeah. Um, obviously, whip training. That was very important. Um, mm-hmm. um, well, actually, you, you, you don't- Weight identification so that you know how to how to switch out, you know, <laughs> actually, that's- sand into- <laughs> like that that, Actually, that's your only- Appropriate skill. You're just really good at t- telling when two things weigh the same. <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah. Okay, I, mean, I, I like the it. idea of a bumbling Indiana Jones. Yes. In that sense. Like, I mean, he's a little bumbling in, in certain ways, but more socially yeah, than but- his actual abilities. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm loving this. I'm just wondering, is this like a roguelike mm, that yeah. you're effectively you you go into a, a generated world yep. and you know there's certain traps and all that sort of stuff. You can actually get to fail states, and mm-hmm. and then you can't collect the treasure. Then you know basically if you if you stuff up things, you're not going to collect the treasure. You may die in there. And then, you know, that I think starts maybe you to run can't, again. I wonder if... Right, yeah. I mean, I think there needs to be a way to obviously fail without ending your entire run, necessarily, like your entire game. Obviously, like, I, I'm trying to figure out where the where the meta levels are of progression. Um, because, yeah, I think you've got a run, I guess, which is, all right, I'm... I'm going into the jungle or the caves or the ancient ruins or whatever it is to seek yep. seek out treasure. Yeah. Um and within that you find tools, you find power-ups, skills, whatever. <clears throat> if you die, I wonder if it's more maybe you can only die in quotes a certain number of times and like they have to pull you out like the, essentially, the like the park rangers or like the the people who who <laughs> who are actually out there doing their job are just forever like having to pull you out of the shit because oh my god this guy again he thinks he's a fucking explorer it's like there's not actually yeah. much left to explore <laughs> <laughs> um, well I mean maybe that takes away from it too much for them to not be much but yeah I'm just trying to think how. Uh, how those cycles of runs go, because I do feel like there needs to be a bit of progression, not just yeah, like I, the I, unlocking stuff. I kind of like the idea of you, the you get into you get into one of these levels, and you know you accidentally step step on something, and it starts a, starts a trap up. Yep, and you you manage to stop it, but you didn't stop it before the the door was completely closed on the other side. Oh, right. So you trapped. You can no longer go through that. So um, you can't actually get to the treasure, but you didn't die. Right. So you're kind of fine in that respect. Yeah. So it just means that this particular run is over, but you didn't die. You can Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. collect anything that you've collected so far and you get to to move on to the the next next treasure level. Next treasure level. Yeah. Yeah. 
or you get crushed by, you know, the the collapsing ce- ceiling and you fully die and then you have to start your That's whole game over, over and you're basically starting the yeah, starting starting over as a different person, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you can always just do the do the typical gamified version of Yep, this is the end of this run. No, no, like, no, of course. No, I don't mean, yeah, I, I just, that's what I mean. Like, you're, you've you've reset the timeline and you're starting the game over. Because um, I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to get a sense of, because there are different levels, there are different layers of that you can have, right, of mm-hmm. of how your game progresses and how you unlock things. And, you know, you probably, you want to be able to unlock things within this particular run between going, like, Okay, you 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 go into one treasure into one level, get out with a bunch of stuff. Okay, now yeah. you're upgrading things, right? You've maybe you've got a actually I kind of like the idea of having a little home base where you can you can put up all your treasures as your as trophies and stuff. Um yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess dying will will end that entire run. Um and of course the further in that you go, you can I'm I'm seeing it as more like um, sort of Prince of Persia, mm. sort of running around, sort of thing. So the, which Prince of Persia? Two like D Prince of Persia? Maybe two D, maybe th- maybe three D. The more with, recent ones, like yeah. I mean, the most recent one is actually two D again, and that's that's True. got some cool cool Metroid Vania sort of mm. stuff. Um, I do kind of like the idea of. Doing- I mean, I guess this is going to obviously be done in two D or three D, but like. A lot of sliding under closing doors and like all of the tropes, you know, yeah, running away from yeah. rocks and getting getting out of the way and um Yeah, I mean I could see that working in in both in either. Um yep. Although I can also see if the rock gets too close, then it just sort of takes over the camera. <laughs> like and the camera can't see through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean there there are sometimes challenges in readability. Of of those sorts of things happening uh, in three D, in two D, I think it'd be a lot more around like finding a gap to to fall down or to climb up on or whatever to get out of its way vertically, um, mm-hmm. or like close a door on it or something um, to get away. Yeah, from I mean, it. I suppose the other thing that you can do is sort of when you get into those sort of set pieces, you can kind of do a Crash Bandicoot. Mm, mm, go thing to of, do, you turn yeah. it around and you're running towards the screen. Sort of thing, so you see it at all times, yeah. running behind and right, oh, right, right that way. Yeah, I was thinking you could just you could also go side scroller, like st- yeah. still three D environment, but move to two D like, gameplay essentially. Move to two D. That'd be tricky for procedurally works, like- generated levels, but I guess if you build them as sort of set pieces, that that can then show yeah. up at different times in the levels. That's cool. I don't know. Mm. I mm. kind of like that. Mm. You know, it's especially with the new Indiana Jones game coming out, which I'm not sure if you've seen yes. the trailer for. Yes, yes, I have. That looks pretty amazing. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Um, um, I'm interested to see what how a first person Indiana Jones will mm. will go. Yeah, particularly because it seems to have all of the like whips stuff and like fisticuffs uh, that Indy is kind of known for. That can be tricky to get working in in first person, I think. But yeah, we'll see. But also by the team who made, you know, Wolfenstein: The New Blood, mm. and so they're well known for for actually doing some good first some person cool, stuff. Yeah, so, they do. 
Yeah. Um, three, two, one, quick. Yeah, let's do one more. Cobweb. Scope. Scope? Hmm. Scope. As in... No. Of the telly kind or of the... Yeah. <laughs> Super um, kind. For some reason, when you said cobweb and scope, or and I said scope, I'm thinking of like, what is the most unassuming sniper? And that would be a spider. <laughs> like, mm, you're a spider. <laughs> you know. no, snipe, snipe, snipe spider. I was trying to, I was trying to do poor man, man there, but sniper could, man. <laughs> for some reason, it's I spider man, thinking, but he's a sniper. For some reason, I started thinking of a. Uh, uh, Spider pirate as well, um, but either could work. So, um, yeah, sniper works. It actually, sniper is interesting because spiders do like wait for their prey, right? Like they, they sit really in do. one spot, wait for their prey. Yeah. So, is this a game where you are having to like set up webs to tell you like when things are coming in particular directions and stuff? Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like that whole, you know, you set a bell up on some ropes mm. and all this sort of stuff, and you can hear when it's coming. But in, in this case, it's literally just a tiny little web. A little, little vibration, tell, okay. and you go, okay, someone's coming from that direction, and you fucking rack your shot or whatever. <laughs> Get ready to take take that shot. Yeah. I can kind of see it as sort of a cross between Sniper Elite mm-hmm. and, and like a- um, you know any other sort of war mm. war game, but you you get to actually do a little more setup. And yeah, I'm almost seeing a- it as almost a bit of like a hitman sniper esque thing, but with more yeah. prep, where you get yeah. to set up these webs and stuff. You get to set up some things to to hide to let you, uh, yeah, know where people are coming from and stuff. Yeah. So if I'm thinking back to the game Alien versus Predator, mm-hmm. like. When you first played as like the aliens, yep. you played as a face hugger yes. and got to crawl up over up walls over, and yeah, up walls and all this sort of stuff. What if you played the spider and you could climb up walls and climb mm-hmm. over ceilings and all this sort of stuff and literally set the web up in that respect? Yeah. So you're sneaking around the whole thing as like a, a a bigger spider than what than what you normally would expect. Yeah, maybe it's like, sort of a like a cartoony spider size sort of thing. Like cattle dog sized. Like, right, okay. Well, I feel medium, like medium that's dog more sized. obvious for a snipe <laughs> for a cat sized spider to be sitting in the corner of the room. Um, in its web. Um but what I was going to say is who are your targets? Are they humans or are they other like insects and spiders and things? I think they, I think they're humans. Like you've yeah. graduated to humans. Like oh, you've you've paid your dues. You know, you took out yeah. good old Harry Hundred Legs the Centipede, and you yeah. know the Fly Gang, and now you're yeah. on humans. Okay. Um, I think your father always said that you know you were destined for greater things, and you know, <laughs> Great, basically the, the murdering humans. <laughs> the, well, I'm thinking that the um, you know, your father lived um, lived in you know this old general's shack mm-hmm. sort of thing. Okay, so and learned all the learned yep. sort of the tricks of the trade, or maybe this old hunter's shack sort of thing. Yep. And turns out this, this 
<laughs> I don't know why, but my head's just gone straight to you're in Sam Fisher's shack. <laughs> it's like Sam Fisher post-retirement. He's just become a grumpy old man, but he's, yeah, you learn all your like military skills and via your father. And you actually, you know, you save, you save Sam Fisher from, from like some sort of attack and, and he realizes that you're anthropomorphized so you can actually speak. Right. You know, English and he, and he takes you, takes you under, under his wing and gets you, gets you involved in. <laughs> he, and like, so he, so it's Sam Fisher who is like setting up your hits and stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, I know. I, I kind of like no, that. I think I'm, it's kinda- I'm going with it. I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, You're there. <laughs> do you have? So Sam Fisher had headgear with like three lights on it. You're you have you eight, got eight lights. Well, but no, so you, <laughs> you need got eight lights more because he had three twenty four lights. <laughs> you, you have one. Well, he had he had one extra for every two. So I guess you've got twelve. Okay, twelve. <laughs> you got twelve lights up there on your headgear. There's just four at the top, like the eight code, like sort of vertical. Yeah, and there's just an extra four. Top. And you've got sleek, sort of like an arch, sleek leather <laughs> clothes on all your legs. <laughs> you still got the split thing. It's just that you can also. <laughs> yeah, it actually makes it way easier. Legs. You can do the split jump. <laughs> But then you've still got four hands free, like you've, you know, it's or six, depending on how you want to do it. Um, okay, I, I'm actually picturing this more as an actiony thing. I guess it's both. I guess it's got both. But I do love that idea of a spider split jumping up the walls. Yeah. Oh, there's just something about it that's just so good. Um, now, is it is it the earlier Sam Fisher titles, like the earlier Splinter Cells, mm. or is it the the later Splinter Cells, like um, Blacklist, where it's sort of more story based, or is it more the earlier stuff where you've been given a mission and you can go about it any way that you? Mm. I mean, I I definitely like some Hitman-esque. element of that freedom. Yeah, I think more Hitman ish where you you'll have certain things happen in the level and yep. so you can you know you can do your prep you can make sure you've got your right tools yeah you can you can set up your your you know uh trigger webs and mm. and all those sort mm. of things yes exactly i like the idea of just being able to like have that whole web system that is like okay you route it through up into the room and so you got this this one sort of control room that you've worked out. Oh, yeah. It's like, this is a perfect room. It's in the middle and you can- I love the idea of you've all the just trigger got, webs you're in. just sitting there then and you've got like 10 different webs coming off and you have to remember, like you've set them up. Maybe you can tag mm-hmm. them in some way, but you, you're just waiting for them to start vibrating. You're like, okay, they're coming in through the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's when you and you can you can you've maybe set them up so you can like pull on them to activate traps or something or, but yeah you've just got yeah, all these or webs pull coming. on separate separate webs like yeah. you've got the trigger webs that's what that I mean, set yeah. that up and then you've got yeah yeah <laughs> there's something about that that's actually kind of cool but then <laughs> I'm literally seeing the the um the fr- like the title screen sort of thing is you know Sam Fisher with the three. With the three, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
glowing eyes and then the spider with the 12. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just, you know, both of them together. It's one of those things where, like, you know, how, you know how they have those, you know, it's called spider cell. <laughs> you know how they have those hero shots and, like, the heroes are back to back or whatever? It's initially it starts, it's just got Sam Fish in there and the camera, like, rotates around him and then the spider's just on his back, on the uh, just hanging onto his back <laughs> and the eyes are there as well. <laughs> Music's going. Okay, so what's better, spider cell or splider cell? <laughs> spider <laughs> Instead of splinter cells, yeah. spider cell. Um, <laughs> I know I was trying to work a arachnid in there somewhere, but uh, uh, yeah, splinter cell, web of fear. <laughs> there you go, arachnid assassin. Uh, I think that's all we have time for tonight. So, if you would like to find our previous episodes online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. They're all up there. Give them a listen and uh, mm-hmm. shoot us a review. If you like the song that you hear at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defines of the Album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. Check it out at kuradust.bandcamp.com while you still can. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. I'm a t- I'm a teddy bear. <laughs> Sounds like Bane for some reason. <laughs> waka waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Awesome.